You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. All right, it is Friday, but before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to thank my podcast sponsors. Look, if you want to learn how to lose weight, feel great, get in shape, the hardest thing is learning how to eat and eat correctly, what to eat, how to eat. All that good shit. Well, guess the fuck what? If you want to learn how to do it correctly, you can do this with John Anderson's Thrive Body Transformation Program. Look, he will teach you how to do these things. Line it up as easy as possible. And the great thing is, is this is not a diet. This is a lifestyle change. This is a transformation. This is something that will change your mind on how you eat, when you eat, and what you eat, and make it fit for your life. And you can do this with John Anderson's Thrive Body Transformation Program. Just use the link in the notes. It really helps me out. CH Concrete serving the San Francisco Bay Area. That is CH Concrete serving the San Francisco Bay Area. No job too big, no job too small. Residential, commercial, does not matter. CH Concrete can help you. Just mention the Angry Dad and they'll take care of you. Pit Boss Grills brings the heat to the barbecue market. Bigger, hotter, heavier grills. I got two. You can get one for yourself. Jags. Jags is a fully stocked preferred destination spot for every gearhead, professional racer, weekend warrior, restoration that wants to take their vehicles to the next level. 511 Tactical, purpose-built clothing, footwear, bags, tactical gear for life's most demanding missions. Look, it is Sundays. Get your lawn lean, mean, and looking green at sundays.com. Hemp Bombs, premium hemp CBD products, high-potency CBD. Feel great. Relax now at hempbombs.com. And as always, official officials of hip-hop-inspired street brand, shirts, hats, hoodies, bracelets. Get hooked the fuck up at official.com. Use code angrydad at checkout and get 25% off your first order. That's 25% off your first order at official.com. Use code angrydad. All right, let's get right into today's show. I got a guest. Charles is Charlie. I don't know why I said Charles. Charles sounds a little bit more official, but it's Charles Cates. And me tell you right now, this guy reached out to me. He wanted to do my show and I looked into him. You know, he's got a podcast with his wife. They do health and fitness exercise. It's the healthy or exercise is health podcast. It is fucking great. I got through it. I listened to the Dave Aubrey podcast and it was fucking phenomenal. He's also written a book, Exercise for Life's Methods. Like that's what I love. That's who I am. I love to exercise. And you know what? Why wouldn't I get somebody that that does the exact same shit as I do? All right. Awesome. Ben, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Like I said, when you reached out, I was like, no, no, I, I, I always look into everybody. I always like getting guests. And I like people who are on the same mindset level as how I am, because like my 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 I know what it is to be fat, because like I said, I don't know how far deep you dug into my podcast or how far into like stuff that I, I used to be 350 pound man, look like absolute dog shit, fucking work 12 hours a day, made every excuse in the book. You know what I'm saying? I've had every health issue from fucking here to there to fucking stop me. But, you know, exercise is my life. Training is my life. And taking care of my health is my life. And so I love it when we can get people that like, like I said, I'm I'm 40. And so I want to talk to people that that understand what it takes to do this and show people what it takes to do this. Because guess what? It, 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 It all starts with that first step. Yeah. Absolutely. It really does. Just getting started and then being consistent with it. So kudos to you for the transformation you made, because that's a huge thing to be able to do in your life for any period of time, but then to stick with it. That, that's awesome. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, man. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about your podcast and where people can find it. Because like I said, it, it, like I, I, I jumped in, I heard uh, like you guys right got a nice little 25 minute, 30 minute mark. But when you have yep. some guests, it, it, it goes on. Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. So um, we, my wife and I started it back in 2018. Uh, it's called Exercise is Health. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We just started doing a video version of it that we're putting on YouTube. Uh, started that kind of around February or so. And we have a lot of fun with it. You know, the, the main thing that we try to help people do is exercise in a way that they're not going to feel lousy after. 
because I think there's this idea and this stigma, especially, uh, well, for, for all people, but my specialty is, is working with men, um, this idea that exercise is supposed to leave you lousy, or feeling lousy. Like, oh, I should be sore after for a day or two days or however long. And I lived in that world as well. Like you said, hey, you went through this transformation as far as losing weight. I, w- I went through a similar transformation as far as my body being broken. You know, just like not being able to get up out of bed because things were hurting so bad and then realizing that how I was exercising was actually causing all of my issues. And so anyway, so uh, my wife and I help people uh, with our podcast through that. Um, And then, you know, like you said, uh, wrote a book, The Exercise for Life Method came out the summer of 2021. Um, And then from there, we've we've progressed a lot as far as, you know, like courses and and programs and everything like that. We have a personal training studio in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. um, And we got two little kids and man, they they are so much fun. And so I realized that as a father, uh, not only do they keep you busy from a schedule perspective, but they keep you moving. And you got to have your strength. You have to have your stamina to be able to really be there in the ways that I feel like most guys want to be there for their kids. And so that that's the message I'm trying to help guys with now. Yeah, no, it's a good message because like I said, a lot of times, you know, we're like, I, I'm from an older generation. I'm not, you know, really sure how old you are, but like at my 35. age, Oh yeah. So yeah, you're just five years younger to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you know, we grew up in a generation where it's like men heavy work, yep. take care of shit, go yep. home. And you know, I've done that. Um, I used to actually work, I want to say like a good decade of my life. I worked mm-hmm. in a foundry and I worked 12 to 17 hours a day. No questions asked, made good yeah. money. But the thing is, is I like, we get into these conversations. Most men get in these conversations. I'm at work more than I am at home. This mm-hmm. is more my family than I, I see you guys more than I see my family. And then it, right. it's it's a disconnect that happens. And it's not good for the mental health because like when you leave your house and you go to work, you feel more comfortable at work, but yet you're not at home. So you have that like, like it's not, you're comfortable, but it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like the environment's yeah. changed. So like I definitely fell into that little slot of like work is my life and I have no joy outside of my job. And like I said, and that, that took me to a downward spiral. You know what I'm saying? Like even a lot of us don't even know what depression or anxiety is or le- even what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? Most people can't even tell you the definition of what any of those are. And, you know, I, I definitely fell into those traps. And when I fell into those traps, I, you know, completely ballooned up. All I did was eat, sleep and work. And that is not good for anybody or anybody's mental state or even physical right. state. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it's one of the things that I always preach and, t- and talk about here is like understanding the, the the line and that difference in it. And like I said, and one of the main things, too, is like that physical exercise, because people are like my job is my work. My workout is my job. And right. I'm like, you can't say that because it's something you're physically doing every single day. So your body's completely used to it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, one of the ways that we like to categorize exercise is oh, we think we think that exercise is just, you know, getting up and moving around and being physically active. And, and, and that can certainly be part of it. Uh, but what I would want to challenge people to start thinking is of a new definition of exercise and the way that I like to define exercise um, is challenging your muscles with the intent of improving the health and function of your body. And, and so if you're, you know, doing stuff all day at work, yeah, you're working your muscles, you're challenging your muscles, everything like that. Mm-hmm. But the intention of improving the health and function of your body isn't there. And having that intention, it makes a dramatic difference because when you start to carry that intention, so you're like, okay, I need to now actually go to the gym and go to workout or work out from home or do something else. Now, all of a sudden you're doing an activity that is designed to improve the health and function of your body. So you are building your body. You are building your strength. You're building the thing that you're going to go use now when you go and work. So we kind of categorize, uh, um, th- think of exercises like three different ways. We call it move, build, restore. So what a lot of guys like what you're talking about get caught up in is this cycle of move where you're doing the physical activity all day long, but you're not doing the build, meaning you're not you're not lifting weights. You're maybe not doing specific cardio where you're truly trying to build the health and function of your body. And then you're also not doing the restore activities, whether that's something like muscle activation techniques, massage, chiropractic, um, you know, focusing on your stress management, everything like that. All three of those components are really important to have a healthy muscular system, which is important for your overall health and function. 
Yeah, no, which it definitely is. And one of the things too is like, uh, you know, um, I, I train a few people and, uh, you know, I, 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 like I said, I'm super into huge fitness. I'm, uh, I'm six, five, I'm still 300 pounds, but it's a completely different shape of 300. Yeah, pounds. yeah. And so, um, you know, like it, one of the things that I always learn is there's a lot of misconception or like a lot of not bro science, but what it is, is like, I used to be an athlete. I used to work out. I use, and, and the thing is, it's like, no, you didn't. You learned something you saw on TV and you right. just saw someone else do something. So you go yep. through the motions. And when you go through those motions, you're not, you never learn proper technique. So you just exactly. think you are doing, cause like I said, there is a difference between understanding how to lift weights mm-hmm. and understanding what weightlifting is. You know what I'm saying? Cause yes. people can go in there and just bang weight out and they're just moving and shaking and yeah. feeling like they're really doing something, but they're not activating anything. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, most guys, their introduction to like working out hard is essentially high school athletics. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not, you, most guys aren't really working out hard in middle school and then they get into high school and they're like, okay, now my body is ready to start training a little bit harder. So that kind of comes with the territory. And the farther you progress through high school athletics, you know, freshman level, sophomore, JV, mm-hmm. you know, varsity, the more intense the training gets. And then if you go into college athletics, but most guys don't go into college athletics, most guys stop at high school athletics. And then that is their, their essentially baseline knowledge of how mm-hmm. to go exercise is like a high school athlete. Yeah, and when you're in your late teens and your early twenties, you can get away with that. All right, yeah. I got away with that for years. But when you get into your thirties, your mid thirties, your late thirties, your forties, your fifties, and especially if you've taken five years, ten years, or more off from exercise, you have a completely different system. Mm-hmm. You have a completely different hormone profile. You have completely different, you know, muscular endurance. You have completely different strength levels, whether they're better or worse. But if you try to apply those same training techniques to this body and this system that you now have, you're setting yourself up for injury. And this is a cycle that I see so many guys get into. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to start working out again. It's like, okay, awesome. They go back to what they're doing in high school or some version of that because that's the last thing they did and that's what they know. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that exercise makes me really sore. And as soon as they have that feeling, now all of a sudden they have to ask themselves a question, is it worth it? Is it worth it to keep pushing through the soreness to keep you know going through? And eventually for most people, When they ask themselves that question of, is it worth it? Their answer ends up being no. And the day that it becomes no is the day they decide to stop exercising. Mm -hmm. And the day they stop exercising, the day they stop getting the health benefits of exercising, stop getting the strength benefits, stop getting the cardiovascular benefits, everything else. And that's the day when guys' bodies start to go downhill more dramatically than they did. So the shift that needs to take place is instead of thinking, okay, well, I need to exercise in a way like I did when I was younger. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I need to match my exercise to where my body's at right now and use my exercise today to set me up to come back and work out again tomorrow, not to deplete my body, but to get into this consistency thing. And and that's where guys can actually make dramatic shifts in their strength and their performance and how they're feeling by just their shift in mindset of how they're thinking about and approaching exercise. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's one of the things that I always come across is one of those things that I always see is like, um, it, it, like I said, I never I everybody that I've ever trained, anybody who's ever worked out with me, I always tell them, don't do what I'm doing. You need to do what you're doing and I'll correct you as we work out. And the thing yeah. is, is like a lot of people want to feel strong and look strong. So they're just going to bang out weight. And I'm talking about they're going to go heavy. They're going to be sloppy. They're gonna, right. And one of the things I, I always tell people is control. Everything is control. Just yes. like you said about setting yourself up. It's getting the right rep, getting the right set and practicing safe sets. Those safe sets build the strength and the foundation in the body that you need and want to get you to the next level. And the thing is, too, is like, you know, you're going to feel sore. You're going to feel exhausted. But the thing is, is when you're not training properly, that exhaustion and that that soreness that you're feeling is not good. It's completely negative to what you're doing. But the thing is, is if you've trained right and you've hit that peak soreness and you hit that actual like proper form, proper technique. The soreness is a little bit more different. It, it yeah. It's an accomplished more feeling because guess what? You didn't damage your body. You didn't damage right. your joints. You've yeah. literally only worked the muscle that you're trying to build. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that was a big shift for me in my mindset. I mean, um, you know, I played basketball through college and by the time I was 24 years old, you know, my body, I like to say my body was broken. Um, and, and I, and I mean that, uh, very literally where I, 
on the outside looking in, I looked strong. I look athletic. Um, you know, I could deadlift 500 pounds. I could jump up and nearly touch my head to the rim. Like I was like doing all the things that I thought would be a marker of like, Hey, this guy, you know, is, you know, like I say, is strong, athletic and fit, but I couldn't get up out of bed in the morning without the entire right side of my body tightening up from my foot all the way up to my neck. I couldn't go for a run for more than 10 minutes without my body screaming at me to stop. And I had this question in my mind of like, if this is how I'm feeling at 24, is the rest of my life at 44, 54, 64, is it just going to be chronic pain? Is it just going to be surgery after surgery trying to repair my body back together? And I had this kind of identity crisis where I was like, well, at least right now, I know that I'm strong. And at least right now, I know that I'm athletic. And even if my workouts are the things that are causing me to feel this way, if I stop working out, I'm going to lose my strength. I'm going to lose my athleticism. So my only alternative, my only other option is to keep pushing through. Yeah. And I swear, man, there were like days where I was like, I'm one misstep away from rupturing my Achilles. I am one, you know, misplacement away from rupturing my biceps. And it was like, well, I can't give up that identity. And so many guys have that identity crisis where they, they don't know what else to do aside from being like, well, I used to be an athlete. And I still want to see myself as an athlete, so I still need to work out as an athlete. Um, and, and so shifting their identity and shifting their viewpoint on exercise as something that should be enhancing their body and enhancing their life and should not be this thing that feels super depleting and something that you have to spend hours and days trying to recover from. You can still challenge yourself and you should still challenge yourself, but with an appropriate, you know, within an appropriate level for your body, the response to your workouts completely changes. Oh yeah, no, it, 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 I always tell people too. It's like um, it, it takes one month to change you. Mm-hmm. It takes two months to change what everyone else sees, mm-hmm. and then it takes three months for you to see it. And th- ah. that's the thing is like you have to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like like I said, everything starts off slowly. Nothing. Rome wasn't built in a day. Shit doesn't happen overnight. And yeah. the the consistency. The thing is, is like be like I have these set days. I have these set times, and prioritizing. Your time for the important things. One of my biggest messages is always your number one. And if you don't take care of number one, no one else will because no one else fucking cares. It doesn't matter if it's your your wife, your kid. Everyone's always going to be worried about what they got to do. And then as a man and as a father, we put on the perception of like we have to put everyone else first. And I always tell you, if you do not put yourself first and take care of yourself, what ends up happening is you put yourself on the back burner and then you fall into these traps that you've laid yourself in. Like, oh, I don't got time to do this. I don't got time to do that. I can't take care of myself because I'm taking care of everybody else. Well, guess what? Shit rolls downhill. You take care of number one, everyone else will be taken care of. Yep, exactly. No, it's so true. It's so true. So, you know, shifting the mindset away from like, hey, my workouts are like, a challenge to my masculinity. My my workouts are something where I need to prove myself every time I go in. Instead, thinking, hey, a workout is actually a time where, like, like you're saying, I get to take care of myself. I get to build myself to be better. My workout today should set me up to come back and work out again tomorrow. And really, the I think a big shift um, with this, at least for me, was understanding that all of the benefits that we get from exercise are derivative or can be derived from muscle contraction. It all comes back to muscle contraction. See, so often with the mainstream fitness industry, we think that our exercise is about the music or keeping up with the class or doing our PRs or the energy or what's going to look good on Instagram or whatever. And none of that actually matters, okay? The mainstream fitness industry is set up to ultimately distract you from the thing that you're doing to entertain you. Well, you know, from you know, and and keep you entertained. The problem with that is that it all serves as a distraction from the one thing that actually allows your health to improve. Health from a blood pressure standpoint. Health from a you know um, a rebuilding your brain standpoint. Actually, you know, allowing you to think more clearly from a joint health standpoint. From a promoting longevity and warding off chronic disease and illness. It all comes back to muscle contraction, mm-hmm. and so. That was kind of the whole premise of my book is that 
every single health benefit that we can get from exercise is a derivative of muscle contraction. And why that's so important is because when you go into your workouts, now all of a sudden you can start thinking, all right, well, instead of this is being about depleting my body, this is just about challenging my muscles. The more I can challenge my muscles, the more these health benefits I'm going to get, the stronger I'm going to get, the easier time I'm going to have building and maintaining my muscle, the more resilient I'm going to be to chronic disease, the more resilient I'm going to be to injury, the greater longevity I'm going to promote for myself. And it's just a shift of instead of thinking about everything else that's going around you while you're exercising, focusing in on yourself and focusing on challenging your muscles. That's it. And, you know, uh, on a bro science level, like I said, the majority, I've never been trained. I've never, like, I've been classically trained on how to work out, how to bodybuild, how to power lift, how to do all these different aspects of, of training. But the one thing that I've learned from everything is just like you said, the contraction, it's muscle connection, mind, muscle, connection. Yeah. The mind, muscle connection. Once it is made, once it is tapped into your workouts change because you're no longer changing, uh, chasing the rep. You're chasing the pump. And once you chase yes. the pump and then you get the muscles full of blood, because uh, a lot of people don't understand this. There, there's a thing called rice. It's relaxed ice and, you know, and all. Sure. This, but get, get, we've learned that. And there's been studies that shown that ice stops, literally stops healing. Because mm -hmm. if, if you have no blood in where you're hurting, yep. what's going to end up happening is the blood is just pulling away and there's no being no muscle rebuilding, no muscle healing. Mm -hmm. There's no nothing there. So a lot of times we put heat. I put heat. I use heat. And nice. that heat helps recover. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. No, no, no. You nailed it. If you can go into your workouts instead of thinking about – so the, the thing that I like to say, and I, I'll get back to the point I was going to make. The thing that I like to say is you can lift a weight 100 times it's still going to weigh the exact same amount. Mm -hmm. So don't think about going in and thinking, oh, I need to lift this 20-pound dumbbell however many times because at the end, it's still going to be 20 pounds. The weights don't change. Mm -hmm. So don't go in focusing on the weights when you work out. The thing that changes is your body. And the way your body changes is through challenging your muscles. So just like you were saying, that was exactly it. You need to keep your focus on the squeeze. When you keep your focus on the squeeze, on making that mind-muscle connection, a few different things are going to happen. Number one is you're going to start interpreting the signals that your body's telling you a lot easier because you're focused on them. It's just like right now, me and you are having a conversation. I'm focused on what you're saying. If I'm not paying attention, I'm not going to hear what you're saying. I'm not going to be able to interpret it. And then I'm not going to be able to respond as well. The same thing goes when you're paying attention to what's going on with your body while you're exercising. You can interpret like, oh, yeah, I should change how I'm doing this because my biceps is starting to whisper to me a little bit that maybe it's not liking what we're doing. And so instead of waking up the next day feeling like you got an ice pick shoved through the front of your shoulder, you can be like, Oh, yeah, no, no. I changed what I was doing or how I was doing it, and now my body responds a lot better. It's going to reduce your recovery time. It's going to reduce your chance of injury just by making that mind-muscle connection. The other thing it's going to allow you to do is be more respectful of your personal range of motion. One thing that a lot of guys get caught up on is this idea of – doing like a real squat or a full range of motion, whatever, push-up, squat, wh whatever it is, right? Like there are these arbitrary, oh, you need to go this low in order for it to count. I mean, you go on YouTube and you read the comments and everybody has an opinion about it. Mm -hmm. But the only opinion that matters is the opinion of your body in that moment. And if you're looking in the mirror and thinking, well, I need to get below parallel in my squat, but your body's saying, no, 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 you need to stop 5, 10, 15 degrees above parallel. Otherwise, your knees and back are going to be hollering at you. But because you're caught up on what's going on in the mirror, you're not going to be seeing that. You're not going to be hearing that. You're not going to be interpreting that. You keep your mind and muscle connection going the entire time. You'll notice, oh, yeah, my body says I should stop a little bit higher today. And that's great. Stop a little bit higher. It doesn't mean that you don't get any benefit. You get huge benefit and actually you'll get more benefit because your body's not seeing what you're doing as a threat to it. It's seeing like, okay, we're working with Within the bounds that we have today. So that idea of squeezing your muscles, man, that is everything. That's like the first thing that I try to tell my tell my clients when working with it. You got to keep your focus on squeezing your muscles. Oh yeah, no, it, it, it's it takes time for it to be learned. Definitely, you know, and it's oh, not it's, it's it it doesn't happen overnight. You got to literally like little at a time, and then it, it then it picks up because, like I said, that's why you got to start off light. 
Yeah. And then you build up to that heavy set. And once you build up that heavy set, like every muscle is fiber is, is firing and hitting. And once it is, then you're going to be able to even hit that. And a lot of times, too, it's like, mm-hmm. like even with depth or like the position, everybody's stance is different. Everybody's position is different. It doesn't yeah. have to mirror nobody. You got to go what's natural for your body. Because when you yes. get natural for your body, it'll hit right. Yep, exactly, exactly. I've seen so many guys end up getting injured from their workouts because they're taking advice from people who are outside of their body, who are well-intentioned, but they're looking at what they're doing saying, oh, you know what? You need to try to get a little bit lower or, you know, this won't count in a competition. So you really got to work into that. And look, if you're doing something for a competition, competition has standards, they have rules. And I understand that, but exercise should not be sport. Okay. Exercise should prepare you for sport. And so it's something that exercise you do to be able to do your sports. But if you're treating your exercise like a sport where there's certain rules and standards and everything else you have to meet that are all external and outside of your body, that's when you're going to be have an increased likelihood of injury. That's when you're setting yourself up to not feel well after you work out. Now, that's the thing is you got to train for what you want to do. You have to train for what you're doing because like a lot of times people are like, I want to be like this basketball player. I want to be like this football player. I want to be like this. And the thing is, is that is not who you are and that's not what you're training. So you need to set the expectation for what you need to be and what you want and understand that that's the reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big time, big time. And so, yeah, just understand like what's. What's the goal that I have from doing the exercises that I'm doing? You know, am I am I doing it just to uh, you know use up the next 30 minutes of my life, or am I doing it so when I go home I can feel more connected with my family? I can feel like I can be present with everybody. I can manage my stress better throughout the day. And so, um, or am I setting or or am I doing it because I want to perform in a sport? You know, whether that is uh, whether that's something like CrossFit or you know like an endurance event um, or even something like pickleball. Like the number of people that are like, oh, you know, I I play pickleball as my exercise. And then they're like, they got all these shoulder issues. And, you know, I mean, everybody who plays pickleball has everything wrapped up all the time Mm -hmm. because it's like the pickleball isn't helping your joints become healthier. It's getting you up and moving, which is great. But that's just that move component that we talked about. It's not that build component. So you still need to do the exercise outside of there to then go prepare your body so you can go play the pickleball without it feeling like it's taking such a toll on your body. That's it. And and that's the one thing, too, is like, like, I'm very about rest and recovery because recovery is so important when you, when you're moving weight and when you're doing things and allowing yourself to actually recover. And then two, you have to practice recovery. A lot of people don't understand what that means, but typically you got to really understand. Absolutely. I mean, so I spent um, the 2019 football season uh, working with the Buffalo bills and I ought to work with them. Um, one day a week, I'd be in their facility, and what it, it was on their kind of like re- recovery day. So you know, the, the NFL they have their their games on you know one day, um, and then like you know usually a lot of times they'll, they'll come in, they'll, they'll do film and stuff the next day, and then like they have their off day or whatever. Um, what so many people don't understand about the people that we see playing on TV that are going all out when we watch them playing on on TV is how much time they spend during their quote unquote off days recovering and getting their body ready and just preparing to go and do that really intense activity that we think, Oh, you know, yeah, I, I should go play pickup basketball for two hours, you know? And it's like the guys that are doing that on TV, Nobody plays. I mean, if they play 48 minutes, that's an insane amount in a night. And now you're telling me you're going to go play for two hours and you're not going to do any kind of recovery stuff or any kind of prep stuff. These guys are doing this stuff all the time. And guess what? They're in the prime of their life. And genetically, they're way more predisposed to be able to handle this stuff. So for guys, when we look at, okay, well, you know, I don't really want to go to the gym or whatever. I just want to play sports. It's like, that's fine if you want to play sports, but you need to make sure that you're doing something outside of there to, like you're saying, help your body recover and to prepare you to go and play the sports. Because the people that you see that are playing the sports, like actually playing them at a high level, they're spending the majority of their time recovering and preparing to go play the sports. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're, they are genetically predisposed to go do that stuff really well. And they're at a prime in their life when they, their body can tolerate doing that stuff really well. If you're cutting those two things out, the preparation and the recovery, you're setting yourself up from some issues. 
Yeah, no, you definitely set yourself for issues when you're doing stuff like that. It's like I always tell people to, like, there. even when you work out, you have to space certain workouts between different kinds. Like, if you're doing chest, guess what? The next day, don't do shoulders. You know, yeah. if, if you're doing back, you know, try not to do so much on a bicep. It's, it's like there's so many different aspects that you have to separate when, and knowing these things. It's what one of the most important things about having a program. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And working in, um, so, you know, working in specific recovery days and then a, a tactic that I've been using since my senior year of college is I'll actually do what I call a whole deload week. Mm-hmm. And, and so again, kind of getting into the, the, the psychology that a lot of guys have is like, well, if I'm going to go work out, I have to crush it. And it's like, well, you, you don't, you don't have to go crush it <laughs> or try to every time you work out. And so, um, what I find works really well for myself um, and has worked really well for a lot of people uh, that, that I've helped to train is this idea of a deload week. And a deload week is is a week, uh, literally a calendar week, where you go and you'll do the workouts that you would normally do, but you do about 50 to 80% of the volume at about 50 to 80% of the intensity. All right. And you can do this for your cardio, you can do this for your weightlifting. So if you're used to say, squatting 200 pounds or whatever you say well okay you know let's say 200 pounds for for 10 reps you'd say well okay well i'm gonna do 50 to 80 percent of the volume so that means you're gonna do five to eight reps and 50 to 80 percent of the intensity so you do anywhere from 100 to 160 pounds and you might be thinking well that's gonna feel really easy and that's the point because in it's it's what it does is instead of taking a week off entirely and then trying to rebuild the habit of exercise and getting back into the swing of things. Or instead of saying, well, I'm just going to keep pushing through and never giving your body that chance to recover. It's a planned week. You know, I do it three weeks intense and then I take my recovery week. So once every four weeks, I'm doing this deload week. Mm-hmm. It's a planned week where you're still going and working out. You're still building the habit, but it's less intense. It allows your muscles to recover. It allows your nervous system to recover better. And then guess what? By the time that week ends, you're going to be itching to come back and, and start exercising more intensely again because you're like, all right, yeah, now, now my body's ready. So um, you, you're absolutely right. Like you can't go and try to you know hit the same muscle groups at the same intensity all the time. And especially as years go by, you have to work in that planned recovery. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely goes like that. You got to get that recovery in because I'll tell you right now. It's just, it's just so important. Like I said, just like you said, I, I do a deload week every three weeks. I take right. a, a week and it, and two, it's never the same week of the month. It's always like, how am I feeling? Am I exhausted or am I just not at my full throttle to go? So, you know, depending on what day or what's happening, I'm like, okay, I need to back off. And once mm-hmm. I back off, I come back. And then after you've had that deload week, that deload week literally allows your muscles to like recover to the point where they're stronger now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. It's just one of those things. It's just it, until you've gotten that full strength back, you know, and one of the most important things, too, is eating like a lot of people don't eat for they don't eat for the nutrition they want. Everyone always wants to lose weight. Everyone always wants to, like, look a certain way. But the thing is, is they're not eating towards their goals. You know, I understand eating for pleasure because I'm a huge foodie. But the thing is, is like the majority of my food every single day is my, is literally like not just weighed out, but it's set and ready. Like I, I, I eat five times a day. As soon as I wake up, I drink eight ounces of egg whites to break my fast. Nice. And then uh, two and a half hours later, I eat six eggs, a bowl of oatmeal with a banana and peanut butter. Two and a half hours after that, I'm eating five ounces of ground beef with some mm-hmm. cottage cheese, bone broth and rice with a little bit of cashews on top. And yeah. then, you know, and then like, like even my fifth meal is usually a double cheeseburger with bacon. So I'll have uh, nice. a nice, the nice size burger, just a bun Special sauce, pickles, two pieces of bacon, two burger patties, and that's my entire. That's my literally like my last meal. And yeah. then I don't count my uh, my because I, I drink another eight eight ounces of egg whites before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And when people see drinking egg whites, let me tell you something right now. If you buy Costco egg whites, Costco egg whites are cold pressed and set in a way where they're not slimy, they're not goopy, they they don't have that texture that you think what egg whites would have. But guess what? They're meant to be drank. Yeah, I cook them, but they're also meant to drink. I put two scoops of Nesquik in there, and it's literally I'm having chocolate milk right before I go to bed. That and sounds amazing. fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I I do that every single morning and every single night. Like I, and then we have days where like, 
oh, I'm going to barbecue some ribs. Oh, we're going to go out to eat. Oh, it's perfectly fine to go out, but understanding that there needs to be a break because I understand that life is fast. Life is crazy. Sure. And sometimes we don't have fucking time. Well, you got to eat what you can, but also be prepared for that day. Because like even when yeah. I go on trips, I take a cooler with me. I got water. I drink four out four liters of water at a minimum a day. Mm-hmm. I, and I have my food that's going to be able to take care of me till I come home. And then that's just how it goes. A lot of people don't take that effort because mm-hmm. that effort is what will help you lose weight and look great. You know what I yeah. mean? It'll change body composition just by eating. You don't even have to work out. Right. No, absolutely. That That's one of the biggest misunderstandings is people think, oh, well, if I'm going to lose weight, it has to all happen at the gym. No, the, the gym needs to be supporting the health and function of your body. But the losing weight, I mean, that's essentially entirely nutrition. So you're right on mm-hmm. about that. Um, I just made a note. I need to pick up some of those liquid egg whites when I go to uh, to Costco later this afternoon. So thank you for that. I'm, I'm gonna, oh, I'm you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that sounds awesome. Um you know the the thing about especially with um the the eating is a lot of times people will get in their heads that it's kind of like an all or none thing and it's yeah. like you know in in it, we see this all the time during the holidays but a lot of people have this mindset you know throughout the entire year where they're like well you know, today just got off on a, a rocky start so like screw it I'm just going to scrap the whole day yeah and then they have to and it's like Okay, look, can you can you do one thing to kind of set you up to go back in the right direction tomorrow as opposed to just scrapping the whole day? What's interesting is when you're exercising consistently, all right, you will be developing areas of your brain that will actually help you to not only make better decisions, but be willing to do things that are more challenging and allow you to do those things more consistently. So from an eating perspective, if you're looking at your food right now, you're like, I do not have the discipline to meal prep and to plan ahead and, you know, to eat well, like all the time that, you know, I, I, totally get where you're coming from with that. By starting to exercise, you can actually start to change your brain in the ways that you may start to see that as a little bit easier. It may start to become more of an appealing option. And then once you get the systems in place that you're talking about, then it's just like that flywheel gets going. You're like, okay, yeah, this just now becomes the thing that I do. It gets so much easier when you start or once you get into the habit of it, but you have to take those first steps and start. No, it definitely is. And and just like I said, it, the, you were just saying a second ago, the, you know, um, there's a technique that I've learned in training and in helping people. And uh, I always I call it the pop. You know, it's like a light bulb moment where just like you said, when people start working out, they start understanding the need to do these. But the thing is, is that person has to have the realization of the correlation of the two. Like I'm working out, working out. But why am I not making gains? And then you could say something and suggest it. But then they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that can go on for a, mo- a couple of weeks, a month, whatever long. But as soon as you, they, ha- they have a point, like, oh, yeah, I need to do this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, let me come in with the advice. Let me come in with what you need to do. Because mm-hmm. then that that realization is it's it's their thought process of, like, figuring it out. And even though it's in front of your face, a lot of people can't make that mental connection because that mental connection that they they need to make is the physical connection to what needs to be done. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because people like, I have friends that are like, oh, I, need, I don't eat breakfast. I'm like, well, that's why you're not making gains. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why you're not, that, that's why you feel like shit or I can't right. drink enough water. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's an excuse because you can drink enough water. There's, yeah. you know, like I always tell everybody, four liters is a minimum for everybody in the world, period. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. It'll mm-hmm. help you lose weight, clear your skin, detox your body. It has so many freaking benefits, but people refuse to do it or don't even want to measure it. But the thing right. is, is, they have to have that mental choice that clicks in their head, has that pop where it's like, oh, okay, I really need to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times it it part of the part of the equation is giving themselves fewer options. All right. Um, so when I I had a woman come in once and she's saying, like, you know what? I go to all these networking events at night, these business events. And I find like I, I just have to have a drink there and not mm-hmm. not from like an, an addiction standpoint, but it's just like it's there. You know, I'm socializing. It's just, yeah. you know, so I'm going to go, you know, two, three nights a week during the week and then like on the weekends. And, you know, it's just something that I have to do. And I say, OK, well, what if you were pregnant? Would you still be doing Would you still be telling yourself that you have to do it then? 
Yeah. And if in if in and and I'm not gonna pass judgment either way, but if the story then shifts in your mind of like, well, now no, I wouldn't because that's no longer an option for me. And said so the only difference now is you're giving yourself the option. Yeah. And so so when people have these stories of like, well, I can't do something, or I, you know, I, it, it's really hard to do this, it's like I'm not saying it's not challenging and I'm not saying it's not really hard, but what's making it way harder is that you're giving yourself the option to not do it. All right. With exercise, as soon as exercise becomes something, as soon as not exercising is no longer an option for you, then the only thing left for you to do is to exercise. All right. So the, the, you know, you may have heard this idea that like this idea, the, um, the origin of the root, the word uh, decide, it means to essentially like cut off or to remove all other possibilities. So if you are wanting to exercise, you need to decide that you're going to exercise, which means you remove the possibility of not exercising, which means then the only thing left for you to do is exercise. As soon as you make that decision, you cut off all other possibilities. And then once you, once those other options are no longer in your world. Now this sudden becomes a heck of a lot easier mm-hmm. to be able to do those things because there's no other option than to do it. That's it. And that is definitely it. Cause like I said, it, I remember like, so just when I was growing up and like I said, I, I grew up in a low income, everything like single mom family, like 10 people do a two bedroom house. Mm-hmm. And like, there wasn't very many options. So the options were always either get it fucking done or nothing gets done. Mm. And so, you know, I've always had that mental attitude where I'm either on or I'm either off. Mm. And, you know, like even training and working out that, that, that on off situation, like once I turned that situation on for myself, cause like a, I had a moment in time in my life where I was like, I want to do this, but I don't know how to do this. And I have no options to do this because mm. I'm trapped. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm stuck in my situation. I can't get myself out and I have no other possibilities. And then one day my mom had this conversation. Why don't you just do it? And mm. I like it, it gave me that decision in my life where it's like, that's right. Why don't I just do it? Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? And then I dived head in and, you know, that that started my whole fitness journey because like uh, I started working. Out, I started training. I, you know, I was a bit, you know, I've always been a big guy. So like training and lifting weight ain't ne- ain't never been shit. Like I've, I've been uh, above average for my whole freaking life. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I got a little bit of like professional training in and I learned what it actually means to train and it completely humbled me. And I'm like, I like this and this is what I'm doing. And that's what kicked me off. But the thing is, just like you said, I had to make that physical decision of like, there, there's, there's no other, there's no other choice right now. This is it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a big thing. It's a big thing, especially when people's stories are tied to the idea of what they're, they're trying to, not allowed to be an option anymore mm-hmm. or the things that they, they are trying to cut out. You know, if you are, if part of your identity is somebody that um, goes out to eat multiple times a week and you're trying to make the decision to lose weight and you see some conflict with that, uh, then it, it, it can get really tough to be like, okay, well, I need to decide that I'm going to cut off the eating out. And so the only option then is to prepare my food. And so mm-hmm. that that can be really challenging for a lot of people to to kind of bridge that or whatever. But um, once you get to that other side, once you make that decision, uh, it, it gets so much easier because then your only option is to go forward with the thing that you know you should go forward with. You know, and, and convenience is the killer. That's the problem is like convenience stops so many people because people say, I don't want to cook. I don't want to do this. This is what makes it this. This this is the easier route. And nothing in life is easy. Everything has to be difficult. So like when you have to learn something, usually you got to learn it the hard way and you learn it the hard way. You never do it again. But but when it comes to cooking and preparing and taking care of food for ourselves or even our loved ones, kids, wife, you know, whatever, like everyone always goes the easiest route because everyone's always exhausted. But just like prioritizing yourself, prioritizing your workout, mm-hmm. it's making sure that you prioritize that. I need to eat clean, whole food. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between processes, there's a difference between, uh, yeah. you know, going out to a restaurant, going out to, you know what I'm saying? Because everything's prepared, everything is touched. But when you start eating whole food, and when I mean whole food, that's rice eggs beef chicken pork you know and mm-hmm. and vegetables you know what i'm yeah. saying that, that that's the meaning of whole foods because people think whole foods are thinking health food is like no 
You can buy the cheaper meat. You can buy the cheaper right. vegetables. You can buy the cheaper potatoes. It doesn't matter because it's still whole food. It's still yep. more nutrition than than processed bullshit. Yep, absolutely. And it's going to be an easier shift if at one point or at some point they want to make a shift to, you know, like all organic or grass fed or whatever. It's like, well, you're already in the habit of buying this stuff. Now it's just one shift as far as maybe like the level up as opposed to going from, you know, Cheetos to grass fed beef. Like that, that's a big shift. But mm-hmm. if you go from, you know, just starting to get, you know, regular beef and there are, you know, grain fed beef. And then at some point you shift to grass fed beef, that's an easier shift for people to make. So you, yeah, I, I love that. I love that thought. Oh yeah, no. It, it, like I said, the, the the transition from whole foods to regular foods, it's really helped me out in a lot of my gains. But the thing is, too, is like, you know, meal prep doesn't have to mean. And I, and when I mean meal prep and health food, it's meant to taste good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cook to your taste. A yeah. little bit of ketchup, a little bit of honey mustard, a little bit of seasoning on top is more than enough like i heavily season my food i heavily salt my food i heavily make sure my food tastes delicious because if it doesn't i don't want to eat it and it's no longer appealing to me and people cook prep meals like that people cook their food like that where it's like i don't want to eat this even though i just cooked it and i'm staring at it in my face and it's in my fridge in a container and i'm like i like if you would have made it the first time for it to taste good guess what you would have ate it Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And once you kind of get in the, the habit of, of the meal prep, uh, it, it goes so much easier. You know, maybe that first week or two, you're kind of like, you know, feel, trying to feel everything out. But um, I tell you what, I've been making like all of my lunches on Sundays for a few years now. Uh, and it, it takes me less than 30 minutes to do mm-hmm. and it's like my entire week now is just like grab a lunch and go grab a lunch and go and it's all you know it's a it's a rice it's a it's the uh vegetables um and it's the meat and it, it's already it's just super simple now no it's super simple like I, I i cook about eight pounds of ground beef for the week for myself nice um we cook we take literally a crock pot throw some top like we you know I, i'm like i'm mexican so like we, we hook it up and we make shredded freaking like delicious shredded mexican chicken nice and we have chicken ground beef and then i make hamburger patties because like i said and that's just three different meats for the week and yeah. they're just in a ziploc bag we scoop them out put them on a plate with some rice potatoes or whatever carbohydrate we're gonna have yep. with our vegetables and then guess what it's freaking delicious. And it, it literally takes less than a day. And a lot of times too, it's like cooking ground beef, just loose ground beef, a little bit of garlic powder, salt, pepper. Guess what? You could throw it. One of my favorite things to do is a pre-workout meal is I'll make macaroni and cheese. Okay. And then I'll throw ground beef on top, stir it together. And guess what? I've just got the carbohydrates from the noodles. I got a little bit of nice cheese and I got yeah. some ground beef and I got everything in one freaking bowl. You know, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It is amazing, but that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I get to eat that two and a half hours before I train, and it was delicious, and it it takes care and satisfies the need. You know what I'm yeah. saying? One of my favorite meals is rice, ground beef, cashews, bone broth, and I throw in a little bit of cottage cheese. Mm. I mix it up with a little bit of hot sauce, and God fucking damn me, literally, literally car- carbohydrates, probiotics. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, the protein, and you got the texture from the cashews. It's just like – oh yeah. That's that. That's on point right there. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. You, you know, just keeping it really simple. Not you know, not over. You got to overdo it. Exactly. Exactly. But like you're saying, you know, throw throwing in a little bit of flavoring. Um. Mm-hmm. And just something that you can, you know, it, it it can get overwhelming if you try to make each meal individually, like one. Yeah. But you know, like like you're saying. Throw it in the crock pot, make it in bulk. And then, you know, it's not something that's going to last you a month, but it'll last for the week. And then you're cooking once per week as opposed to, you know, every single meal, every single day. Yeah. And, you know, and for most people, eat three meals a day at a maximum. That's the majority of the average person. Two meals is usually typical for the Mm -hmm. average American. But the thing is, is like I said, if you can get three and get three in, but guess what? You're just cooking for lunch and dinner. You're not cooking for breakfast. Right. And then if you have your kids, guess what? You eat your breakfast, you eat your lunch, and you just cook dinner for the kids. So it's, you're only really preparing one meal a day for right. everybody. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it exactly. just takes it out. Like me and my wife, we're, you know, all my kids are older. They all can cook for themselves. No one wants to eat what the freak I cook. So, you know, we eat, our, we literally make our <laughs> meals and enjoy our meals. And she eats her style away. Right. I eat my style away. And we don't conflict. You know what I'm saying? It just makes it that much mm-hmm. easier. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
even my wife's yeah. on a different meal uh, meal schedule. Like her time is a little different. So I'm usually like uh, we always try to eat in between each other as we're going through the day because what ends up happening okay. is I don't get in her way in the kitchen. She doesn't get in my way in the kitchen. And nice. then we can progress like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can appreciate that. <laughs> I can oh, get yeah. it all timed out. <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. So it's like, you know, uh, tra training is something that I had to learn that I wanted in my life. Mm -hmm. And I want people to learn that aspect, too, because what it is, is it, it seems like a daunting task. And it seems like people like want to work out, but it's too much work. But the thing is, is it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's it, yep. the, the sense of accomplishment that you get from it has to be learned. It is not just given the first freaking day. It, right. it, you have to practice it because as you practice it, and you get better at it. You get better at training. You get better at recovery. You get better at, at the mental aspect of everything in your life because it, we're training and working out upgrades the rest of your life because it gives you a focus point to focus in on the day to be able to adjust. Like doing this put makes you as a priority. Doing this makes you feel better. Doing mm -hmm. this is going to put you on another level that everyone else isn't on. And the yeah. thing is, is like when you start doing these things, you start feeling these things. It's like all of a sudden you went from I feel like shit, I feel like shit, I feel like shit, I feel better, I feel better, I feel better, I feel fucking amazing. And if I don't work out today, I am gonna lose this fucking feeling. Exactly. And I do not want that. So you know what I'm saying? That that like yeah. it it's a buildup. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all about being consistent. But once you get to that level, you're like, this is all I ever want to do for the rest of my life. I feel fucking amazing, and I have all the energy. And why didn't I do this before? But like I said, it it, it it's not in the beginning. Right. Nope. Exactly. Exactly. It takes some time to work into, but you know, that, that strength, that, that feeling of confidence, that feeling like Superman, like you did, you know, your late teens and your early twenties, uh, you can get that back to, to some extent and you, you can get that back in full force in many cases. Um, and you can keep that going throughout your life. But like you're saying, you need, you need to get started and then find a way that you can do it consistently. Um, and, and then that that really is the name of the game, something that you can keep coming back to. Yeah, consistency is the key, everybody. So please understand that shit. Mm -hmm. I always say on this podcast, you're number one, take care of number one, because guess what? Number one can take care of everything else. That is true. I love that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, as shit, it's been about an hour. I appreciate mm -hmm. your time, brother. Thank you for coming yeah, on and discussing. Uh, let people know where... Uh, you know, I'll put all your links in the notes so everyone cool, can right find on. your book, find your info, find you. But Sweet. let everyone know who you are, what the podcast and the book and where they can get Perfect. it. Right on. Thank you so much, man. This is this was super enjoyable. So, you know, my name is Charlie Cates. You can find me on Instagram at Charlie Cates. Very simple. Um, my link tree is on there. So you can find podcast and book right through there. The name of the podcast is Exercise is Health. And the name of the book is The Exercise for Life Method. Um, and so, again, that's all right in my Instagram bio. So if you just search me on there, uh, you can you get all those links in there. Um, and, yeah, that's that's the best place to connect with me by far. And there you go. I'm the angry motherfucking dad. You want to watch my shit? IGTV, YouTube. You want us to do a Spreaker, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud, Deezer, iHeartRadio. This motherfucker's everywhere. You can easily fucking find it. Rate, review, like, subscribe. All that bullshit. It really helps me the fuck out. I'm also part of the Inner Circle Podcast Network, a group of powerful podcasters out there sharing their shit. That is innercirclepn.com. Every one of our podcasts, every one of our platforms, make sure you'll check it the fuck out. We have shows as Creatures of the Night, The Hood Diner, The Untrained Eye, The Plunge, Failing Hollywood, Simmons and more podcasts. Shit happens when you party naked too hot for the internet, so it has to be on Patreon slash Team Almy. And I'll see y'all motherfuckers on the next one. Fuck.